Hi, welcome to episode, is it 51? 51. 51. Must be 51. 51. 51 of season two of the uh, Connect 2 podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm uh, combative and cranky. (laughs) Of course. But I'm fascinated to hear about your topic today and your experience last week. So it's going to be a good show. So uh, if you're new to the channel, rate, review, subscribe, particularly in Apple iTunes. Uh, it's not hard. It doesn't cost you anything. And uh, we get uh, more people who listen because of it. There you go. I haven't checked our numbers lately. Are we are we gaining momentum? Are we holding steady? I think are we're we, holding steady, but I'm not, I'm not we, sure. We've had a few... Uh, are we few, devolving uh, into No, we've had a few um, uh, weeks that we've missed because of yeah. uh, travel and right commitments life <laughs> yeah sure. well, it's summer but yep exactly but you're back to, well yeah you're in portugal and then now you were on your bear excursion yep and, and now then, you're talking today you're talking about your latest thing which was uh, called uh freezer burn. freezer burn but we'll get to that look at that um so uh today's coffee we have coffee Ooh, always coffee always coffee is from phil and sebastian coffee roasters uh, and it's called Nimba, and it is from Burundi. It is a red bourbon, washed, and the roast level is three out of five. And it is, um, so the, the, they asked some questions. Well, first of Ooh. all, the tasting notes are rhubarb, oat milk, and dark chocolate. Very nice. It is really good, yeah. Um, this coffee is a great performer year after year. And like our other Burundi coffees this year, Nimba is from Kayanza. Seems I've developed a little love affair with this small area. My other perennial favorite, Kibingo, is just a 30-minute drive south. This cup shares many similarities with Kibingo with a nice berry profile. Aha. So this is from um, uh, an interview with Phil and Sebastian Coffee Roasters um, from Phil Robertson. Mm-hmm. And where are they located? They are in, and it's a good question, Calgary, Alberta. Ah, there you go. Reasonably close. I don't think I've had Burundi stuff before. No. It's good. It's an unusual taste. Yeah. But it's quite good. I uh, shamefully could not place Burundi on a map, I don't think. Is it East Africa or West Africa? (laughs) For some reason, I think it's East Africa, but I might be wrong. Well, we... In fact, I probably almost assuredly am wrong. <laughs> I have honestly, I I know it's in Africa. That I was going to say, bad. I'm pretty confident. You know, we do the dad jokes wrong. You're supposed to do it so you you don't make the other person laugh. Right? Oh, is that, that right? That's the meme, right? Like if you watch any of these uh, TikToks or whatever, they all have people across from one another, and they're. They're doing dad jokes and they're trying to make the other person laugh and the other person laughs. They have a shot or something like that. Okay. Which we're not going to do. No. (laughs) But here's a dad joke. Uh, Therapist, what brings you in today? Me. I have a terrible fear of tsunamis. Got it. Therapist, how bad is it? Me. It comes in waves. (laughs) That is terrible. See, I'm ill-prepared. Ill-prepared. If I ordered an axe from France and had it shipped, I would have a foreign accent. <laughs> Justice is a dish best served cold. If it were served warm, it would be just water. There- <laughs> uh... A police officer knocked on my door and told me that my dogs are chasing people on bikes. And I said, that's ridiculous because my dogs don't own any bikes. <laughs> Here, I thought I'd go counter. I just, on a whim, looked up mom jokes, which oh, I didn't no. even know was a thing. But here's a couple of mom jokes. Does that mean uh, they're not funny? <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to let you take that up with your wife. Uh, here's one. It's spicy is the universal mom code word for I don't want to share. <laughs> what is a universal code? What what was it? Say it's, it again. It's spicy. Is the universal mom code code word for I don't want to share. Good moms let the kids lick the uh, 
icing off the beaters, great moms turn off the beaters first. <laughs> okay, there is something very dark. About Being a mother of a teenager is finally understanding why some animals eat their young. These are these are moms are dark. <laughs> Nothing is truly lost until mom can't find it. Okay, what'd you learn this week? So here's a new concept. Well, it's not entirely new. It's been around for a while. It's a new concept to me, the dead internet. Okay. So there's a there is a Dude. theory, and uh, of course I watched this on the internet, so it's a bit <laughs> self-referencing. But the, the theory goes like this: with the that actually since about the early mid two thousands, the internet has become predominantly and more so. Um, populated by bots and so that and now with the rise of ai and chat bots and and chat gpt we're getting closer and closer to a, a time when the predominance of let's call them entities on the on the web will actually not be people so you'll be having bots creating content you'll have bots viewing and commenting on that content yeah, yeah. right and so that they call it the dead internet because it's becoming more and more in terms of actual, let's say, uh, uh, um, sentient beings devoid of that. And it's right. mostly, um, like I say, sort of bots of all sorts of flavors, right? So YouTube views, Twitter followers, right? More and more just artificial things that don't exist. And a smaller and smaller percentage of actual people. And as I said, as they were saying, now with you could say, "Hey, create me a uh, you know video of this that, or the other thing," and it's also now not real people. So it's going to become very interesting. I don't know what the point is, the concern. Well, you know, the interesting, interesting thing, theory. interesting thing, because I was listening to Hard Fork, which is another podcast that uh, is not ours, <laughs> and. Uh, um, they were talking about the, a couple of things, specifically about the concept of uh, content and, you know, entertainment and all that stuff being created by bots and whether that's going to take off. And both of them had changed their mind and thought that that was going to be further off and probably not, not as popular as it probably seems on the surface mm. i mean ai is a good assistant uh a good um at leveraging your time but there's a whole concept at least this was a casey roost was saying was that um uh that that there is this concept that you value the effort somebody's put into something. So if you have two things in front of you, one that's handmade by somebody who's made the effort and one that is basically identical, but has been machine made and you'll value the one that's made by the person more than you will the one that's, uh, and there's a name for it. And I don't know off the top of my head, what what the name is that they referred to, but it, uh, it's an interesting idea because I can totally see that. I mean, if you went and saw a movie, had no actors, no directors, that was completely AI generated, everything was AI, right? The dialogue, the the story, the, yep. the actors, all that stuff. It probably is going to be kind of, eh, you know, it, 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 I'm not sure I would go see it. Yeah. Well, maybe as a novelty, like the first one that came out, yeah, exactly. you'd be like, oh, this would be interesting, but and see um, if it's any good. Yeah. Because they've had this, um, they had this Seinfeld thing where they had, uh, have you heard about the Seinfeld? No. Thing? <laughs> so they basically, somebody thought you can't get enough Seinfeld. So what they did is they created an AI chat GPT, AI Seinfeld episode that goes on 24 hours. Oh, wow. 24 seven, like continuously like it, it basically has got all the characters it they've been put at all the seinfeld stuff and it is basically like a a continuous is this video or just like a text-based episode you know i'm i think it's text-based okay so but um i'm not sure okay and uh but i know that the guys on hard fork had referred to it a number of times but basically it's a continuous episode and it's uh it's apparently quite uh, interesting 
but only for a few minutes. Yeah. Right. Like it's like a novelty thing. Right. But nobody wants to watch sure. Seinfeld for 24 hours. Uh, <clears throat> well, Alan Alda had uh, ChatGPT create a scene, classic mash scene between him and uh, BJ okay. on his podcast. And uh, then he had Mike Farrell come in as his guests and they, they kind of read the scene. They acted the scene. Okay. And it was pretty, it was pretty good. But like you said, it took him 20 some hours to get the thing to write something that was decent. Like, okay. Like the first draft and the second draft, it was just stupid and took a lot of effort to get it to finally kind of produce something, produce something that was like, okay, well this, this is cogent, you know, there's actually some, narrative well, here this is, and this it's is in the, the style of this so, is the thing yeah. with a lot of the ai stuff is that you know it's one thing like initially you'll put in your description of what you want like for a visual one or for a chat gpt or whatever um and it produces something that in broad brush strokes it looks pretty good but yep. when you start drilling down you get six fingers or yes 12 toes right. or whatever and um so like the really good uh, image generation from AI, that's not the first run. That's probably like the 12th or 15th. So it's somebody sitting there tweaking the AI yes, continuously exactly. in order to get it to somewhere. Right. It's interesting. And so it's a little ways, it's off. Uh, it, it, yeah. It's a little ways off, but, um, but anyway, it's Well, uh, to your point, and again, my favorite sci-fi show of all time, as you know, or world, because there's many shows as Star Trek. And, you know, they kind of capture that in, especially TNG, the fact that people are still putting on Shakespeare plays and, and playing live music, you know, clearly in a time when the technology would allow you to just, hey, uh, you know, give me a, 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 a holodeck jazz ensemble. But, to your point, I think people don't don't find that satisfying. So people still pursue artistic um, um, hobbies and and do performance because I think exactly the the human uh, part of the equation now maybe supported with uh, technology, um, you know, but not entirely created by. So yeah, right? I think so, so. Yeah. Um, what else did you learn this week? Uh, I don't know. That was pretty much it. <laughs> well, we learned that, uh, <laughs> I reviewed how to do discounted cash you, flow analysis. When you put something deep down into the ocean, sometimes it goes boom. Oh God. Yes. I mean, that's very, very sad. Uh, it's, uh, the, is the it whole though, ocean gate thing. The only guy I feel sorry for really is that 19 year old, uh, who apparently didn't want to go. And he went in his mom's place. So his mom and dad were the two supposed to go. Okay. The kid was, I didn't hear that part. Was super interested. So I thought he was terrified. He was he was nervous about it, but he still wanted to do it. Okay. Well, that's not as bad. And um, and his mom gave up her place so he could go. Oh wow! The guilt will be like absolutely unbelievable yeah well there's no win in that scenario if she goes she dies and then he's know, an orphan he's an orphan he goes she stays and dies and he dies she has just killed her son yeah i mean the whole i mean we could go on for hours just about that but the whole premise of it and the quotes from the ceo now, some of them were taken out of context. A lot of people were making a big deal out of the fact that he said he didn't want to hire any 50-year-old white guys. And someone said, well, if you look at the whole quote, he's trying to talk about inspiring younger people to get into, you know, ocean exploration. Therefore, you know, some 16-year-old is not going to relate to some old white dude, but a 25-year-old who's like piloting a sub might be more interesting. Okay. Uh, but going beyond that, you know, refusing to have it certified and even his comments about you know safety is what did he how did he put it like you know you can overdo safety or at some point safety just sort of gets in the way of you know what you want to do if you want well, you to be know, safe his, don't get out of bed his, man, like, his no, no. mantra was definitely safety third yeah no get out of bed <laughs> just don't go to an experimental pressure vessel yeah it was uh, definitely a safety third yeah. approach to uh so, to uh i mean thankfully 
it was so instantaneous that they never really even had a sense of anything. It's just like, yeah, it would have, it would have been very, very sudden. Um, but is it a tragedy? It's kind of a tragedy in the style of, remember there was this guy who, who built like uh, some kind of air balloon thing and then he just drifted off and he was never seen again until they figured he fell in the ocean. It's kind of self-inflicted. Or there was an audio. Well, that would be like the Darwin. There was a flat earth guy who built himself a rocket. So he was going fl- to go up well, high enough it, so it, he could and see. And it blew up. So if, if he could see the curvature of the earth and then, yeah, blew himself up. So, you know, I mean, yeah. but the fact that they were taking paying customers, but even that. Paying billionaire customers. $250,000 to go on to a, an experimental For thing. four hours. Right. Yeah. And it's not like you couldn't watch that video on CBS of the guy basically poo-pooing any kind of safety or like, you know, bragging on how everything was off the shelf because it was cheap. I think you've like failed to protect yourself. Well, apparently, so there's a brand new submarine called... Um, called the Colorado. It's okay. a Virginia class submarine. It's just just so the, the significance about this is that this is a military grade. Right. Many many billions of dollars kind of ship and it is controlled with a little game controller. Sure. Just like because they're going like the advantage of these game controllers is that the the recruits as they come in they're pre-trained right they right. already know how to use sure the game, like for me using the same a game thing controller with dro- is drones like, those uh military drones yeah, same idea same yeah. idea yeah because i mean it's for, not the controller that's the problem no it no. was the yeah. no it was the yeah. perception that it was kind of mickey mouse now i found out that these military subs these you know basically war subs they don't have that that far of a, a dive radius, no, about 600 meters or something. Which is uh, huge. Well, yeah, but compared to 4,000 meters. Well, you think right? about it. So um, 10 meters is one atmosphere. So all of the, if you're sitting on the surface of the earth, under all of that column of air, right? it's 15 PSI, right? Mm-hmm. Um, every 10 meters... It's another fifteen PSI right. in in underwater. Yeah. So ten meters, and if you go, uh, what did you say, six hundred? Six hundred meters. Yeah. Right. So I might be wrong. It might be six hundred feet. That's no, that, no, no, that no. Be, it's it's six hundred meters. meters. Yeah. yeah. So six hundred meters. So roughly eighteen hundred feet. Yeah. Is um so six hundred meters is sixty uh, sixty atmospheres. Oh yeah. So that is huge. Right. Those pressures are enormous, especially for. Uh, you know, a submarine is not one of these uh, uh, submersibles that are designed to be very small, right? Yeah. This is a long, it's basically like it's a, a boat. It's a giant. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of surface area and nooks and crannies. And, but, uh, but I, I, you know, if I had, if you'd asked me to guess how deep gonna like a standard submarine go, I would have thought deeper than that. But um, That's a, I'd have been wrong. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, so- Thank goodness I wasn't in charge of the controller. Let's see how deep we can go with this thing. <laughs> exactly. 600 meters, 700 meters. Hey, what's Where'd that Where'd the noise? controller go? Why are we diving? What's that shaking Somebody's sound? sitting on this. Is it stuck oh, in the couch? God. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they have it tethered because they're not looking for it all the time. Like, well, yeah, but I mean. Like I'm in sure. my house with our PS4 controllers. Where the hell is it? But I'm, I'm sure maybe it's tethered, but I could certainly see. Well, you know. We want to make our new recruits more comfortable, so we put a sofa in front of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's let's talk about today's uh, topic, which is freezer burn. Freezer burn, right on. Which uh, is a, a description. Event, you said it is a description of uh, what you, happens to meat when you leave it in the freezer too long. <laughs> but what it is in this context is a regional Burning Man event. So Burning Man occurs in Nevada on the block. Black Rock um, Plateau. Plateau. It? It's yeah. it's a, a dried river uh, or lake. Well, it's mostly dry. It's not always dry, apparently. Um, and it um, um, 
It has about 80,000 people attend, so an enormous amount of people. There are two main events. There's this thing called the Effigy Burn, which usually happens on a Saturday. The Effigy right. Burn is, they basically have a figure of a man. Right. And um, he burns. And it's a big, it's a big deal. It's like quite the fire it's quite something oh yeah and then um and then the following and it's a big thing like it's a big physically thing. it's a large yeah so effigy. so they had um so so that's the first day and then the second day they have what's called the temple burn so typically the temple burn is a very different burning event um so you can usually go into the temple the idea is that it's a quiet place for while it's on fire no no before <laughs> okay. before before it burns you go into it it's a quiet reflective place you know you're not supposed to talk or you're supposed to be quite quiet right and then you go in and a lot of people will write on the te temple thoughts or they'll leave notes to loved ones sure. or it's this kind of thing where yep. the cleansing fire and then so then the the sunday night is usually a a burn so the the catch is with um with burning man you've got eighty thousand people that have to be mobilized and demobilized so they have like you have to arrive you have to set up camp they have like um it's not really a police force, but they do have rangers and uh, they have, uh, there is police there to help there. They have their own fire department. I believe <laughs> they've got, they've actually got a post op. You can post things from, from freezer burn that actually has a freezer mail. burn or, it, or burning. Uh, man? Sorry, burning man. They actually deliver mail and uh, wow. And um, yeah, you can, you got, there's a post office. They have, I mean, it, it is it is a small city. It's a small city for uh, a week. <laughs> Where does this letter go? Uh, it's now a third the, trailer next to the naked chick. You're so going to have to be much more specific. There's naked people everywhere. <laughs> well, there's kind of like uh, three three main aspects to Burning Man. Now, okay. So, so Burning Man is... Uh, so predominantly, it's an art... Um, an art festival so it's got music it's got installations like amazing sculptures and um yeah performance art all kinds of stuff right that's one two burning man is in an incredibly harsh environment so you have to because you the whole concept is that you arrive and you have to be self-sufficient there is nothing provided. You cannot buy food. You cannot buy water. You might be able to get some water if you really needed it. But um, the only thing you can get is ice. I think uh, you can get ice. And burning. Wow. Really? It's the only thing. And um, whatever you bring. What about you a t-shirt? Can you get, I went to Burning Man t-shirt? You could. Capitalism uh, still well no but so, so so the whole point of burning man is it is there is no capitalism you cannot buy anything at burning interesting man. so burning man is um it's a called a gifting economy so the idea is you should be prepared to unconditionally give things to other people mm -hmm. so people will think about it they'll make things they'll do all kinds of stuff it's um if you arrive and you don't have food you probably will be able to find food because um, a lot of places will give food. So they'll have these different camps and if different camps will have a different theme and they'll be doing something. So some of them are bars so that you come and there are people giving free alcohol away. There's people will make grilled cheese sandwiches or scrambled eggs or whatever, right? Like it's just, wow. so you'll have these, not only are people mobilizing for this, really harsh environment they go as groups and as a group they are doing something interesting um so there's the this whole um so that's an art art mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. art installation this incredibly uh harsh environment and then there is this other aspect that's very hippie dippy do kind of thing where um, there's a lot of, uh, different kinds of drugs being taken by people, usually in a relatively safe environment, but it's, uh, it's a bit of a mess. 
And uh, so, so, so I think the harsh environment and the people on different kinds of um, drugs is uh, is a bit of a recipe for disaster. But they find a way to to take care of one another. It's a that's awesome. So they have all of this these concepts where. There's like 10 Burning Man principles. I'll link to it in the- Oh, I think Facebook. we talked about this when you introduced it last year. But there's year. like radical inclusion. Yes. There's, uh, unconditional gifting. There is- uh, Keep going. Um, so, uh, self-sufficiency. Um, there's a whole bunch of them. So, right. uh, so that So that really is quite interesting. Um, so yeah. So, uh, I, so I went to Freezer Burn, which Freezer Burn is a regional- Mm -hmm. um a burning man event so instead of eighty thousand people it's about a thousand people started about 15 years ago okay so about a thousand yeah so about a thousand people it occurs on a on a remote uh what's a farm basically uh and it's basically a field you have to again show up with everything the only thing they provide if that you can buy is ice interesting so they they maintain that here yeah and uh, they call it the Freya instead of the Playa. Right. Because Black Rock is called the Playa. And um, and th there is an expectation that you volunteer to do something to help. So I volunteered as a ranger. So I took online training to be oh, a yeah. ranger. Good and for then, you. And then I... Uh, uh, and uh, and it was interesting. It's uh, it's definitely a whole thing about making people feel safe. And this radical inclusion really means that that anybody, no matter how weird or bizarre they are, there um, there's no judgment. In fact, the only judgment I think might be there is if you looked really normal, which would have been what I look like. Right. <laughs> Going like last time we talked. I don't about fit this. in because I don't look. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't have this persona that wants to wear furry ears or, so the one thing right. I. Right. You said you had to create a persona. Well, you felt like there was pressure to create a persona. In the end, I didn't. And what I discovered, what I fundamentally discovered is that, um, so that maybe this is part of what I learned. What I learned this weekend okay. is I have absolutely zero desire to dress up in costumes. <laughs> really? Yeah. I just, it, I, it's not something that interests me. So, uh, everybody was wearing like weird costumes, weird this onesies and all that stuff. <laughs> None of it interests me. <laughs> I want to be comfortable. Yeah. I don't want to be too hot. I don't want to be too cold. Right. I am. Uh, That's an interesting question. What do I like? Do I like to do costumes? Well, you have, you've got Star Trek. I like I don't, I Trek, struggle with Halloween. Star Trek uniforms. I struggle with Halloween yeah. where everybody dresses up. I just, I, I'm not, yeah. I'm not super interested uh, in dressing up. Old white guy. Boom. Yeah. Um, I've got the old white guy. There in are some people who put a lot of effort into it like this these cosplayers and uh, some of them some of them put very little effort into it but some of them it's impressive and again not something that i would invest a bunch of my time doing right but for the people who are into it i say yeah nice job i can appreciate the effort put into it like we we're talking about you know yeah yeah seeing people's some kind of effort we tend to appreciate so some of it's impressive yeah. some of it's just goofy but yeah, and it, I I judge it to be goofy. Well, and and I guess that especially if you dress like Goofy, <laughs> that's real meta. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I I mean I I uh, that that was definitely so. Did your wife dress up in a costume? No. Okay. No. So uh, so we were so uh, and so we show up as basically camping. It it actually is remarkably, in some ways, similar to when we went uh, camping for um, the Dave Matthews uh, right. Labor Day weekend at the Gorge. Yeah. Because basically you show up, you camp. It's kind of camping everywhere. And, sure. and you're relatively self-sufficient. Now, there is food you can buy. There is stuff you can buy there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say the socioeconomic status of most of the people at the Dave Matthews is significantly higher than than burning man burning man there's clearly a lot of people without a ton of money 
Um, there is, I have never seen so many vintage RVs, trailers, like, you know, there were lots of bowlers and trilliums right. and, and awesome. like, um, uh, uh, RVs from the seventies and eighties and, you know, nineties, um, there's trailers, there was things duct taped together and, but it was functional. There you go. And, uh, and uh, there were all these different camps. It was quite something. You go in, and there was like uh, you know multiple bars. You could okay. go up and just order drink. Now you had to go while they were open. So it's because... like an all inclusive, <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Let's get a couple of margaritas. The yeah, expectation that's not what we're serving. Up. The expectation is it's that uh, you also okay. were providing. So we provided freezies. I mean, we had a, a camper with a big freezer so we uh we basically filled it full of freezies and started giving it to people there so it go. was quite something um what were the things that surprised me the most um well i guess the uh there was um there was a fair chunk of um I don't know. Nudity is not entirely the right word, although there was definitely okay. some of that. It was just a lot of uh, unconcerned about um, being modest, I guess. Ah. So there was um, there was a lot of women who were topless, or uh, but there was a lot fewer that were bottomless, or and same with guys. Um, although that being said, our, we had a neighbor who, uh, I, I'm pretty sure he arrived with pants <laughs> and I definitely saw him leave after the off, end with pants Spent the whole weekend without for pants. the whole weekend. Oh man. He definitely spent the whole weekend with no pants. Wow. And I saw all kinds of parts of that guy just, just in <laughs> passing that I am going like, I haven't seen that on anybody. Hard to have a conversation. Well, you know, when he's getting into his tent hey, and he's bent over and how you doing, neighbor? I'm going like, hello. <laughs> I I I'm seeing way more of you than I really I'm want to. Doing great. So uh yeah, so there was uh The body is God's canvas. <laughs> uh, amen, my friend. Amen. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh that was interesting. Um there were lots of people that were not like that. Okay. Um um but uh were people going at it? Was it like Woodstock where you're like, whoa, what the hell? Honestly, I didn't see any public sex or okay, anything well, like that's that. That's good. Um, it was really not that. I mean, if I didn't see anything like that. So just more commune like. But there, so with the Burning Man effigy, so, so remember there's these two burns. One is the yeah, yeah, temple. The temple, the temple yeah. is quiet, yeah. somber, uh, it's kind of reflective the effigy burn or when they burn the man uh it's uh it's much more frenetic there's music there's lots of and then what happens as soon as the burn is going and they kind of let the burn get to a certain level where now it's under control and it's it's low and no risk of falling on anybody or okay. anything like that and they have these fire guardians or people who basically form a perimeter but then they let people come close uh, after it's gone down to a certain level and then all of a sudden all these people started taking their clothes off like i mean hundreds and hundreds of people naked and dancing around and running around like this was the thing was you took off all your clothes and then you ran around the, the burning man fire thing and i don't think i've ever seen awesome. so many naked people so did you do it no <laughs> I mean, you're there, right? It's yeah. like, it's, it's not like you're by yourself and like, yeah, doing it at the mall. There's a hundred people. Who's going to care? That'd well, be interesting. No, there, that is definitely part of it. Uh, then and... you got to find your clothes. Anybody seen my shoes? <laughs> yes. Ah, your shoes are not what we're worried about, man. <laughs> it was, uh, it was definitely, uh, that part, you know, I was told that there was a fair bit of nudity and you're going to see more naked, but I wasn't really, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy crap. There was so many and, you know, men and women. And this was like top to bottom, complete and run around. Lots right. of run around. And, and part of the thing, they had a, 
earlier in the day they had a uh, naked slip and slide thing so they had a giant <laughs> of course they did <laughs> so people were going so but the ca catch is it's a, a participants only thing so if you you can't go there and watch it's not a spectator sport if you're if you're going to be there you gotta you're, be you gotta be sliding. you gotta be slipping and sliding and uh, yeah so uh it was um yeah so it uh, a lot of these things especially some of the nudity things uh, is that you're uh if you want to participate go ahead yes but if you want to watch go somewhere else yeah yeah well uh, which is i think part of the nature of that the vibe of the thing right yeah i have that sense it's we're not here to be on display yeah we're not it's, here for show and and part of the thing is with nature well and, it's like a nudist colony you can't be like yeah i'm gonna keep my pants on they're like no 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 <laughs> everybody uh it's uh, you're either ta all table in or stakes you're all man. Out, yeah. yeah which again makes sense yeah interesting so it was uh um, wow so would you go back yeah i'd go back okay and uh Plans to go to the actual Burning Man because that's something you guys have been talking about. We talked about design. going to it next year. I, yeah. I, I'm a little intimidated by the self-sufficiency part because right. it's a very hot and dusty environment, like really dusty. So people will often tape all of their windows closed and cover cover their vehicle with like aluminum foil and stuff like like just to protect it because the sand is very harsh and very um it's three days where you get to live like it's a mad max <laughs> totally i am the tokata <laughs> it is totally it is totally like that where basically um well, and people, a lot of people dress like Mad Max. Now, people will have a sorry, dress like Batman. No, Mad Max. Oh, Mad Max. I'm like, so that's a twist I hadn't seen coming. I'm sure there's somebody dressed up like that. I am the knight. <laughs> but uh, you have to be careful. There's always oh, a few people so. at uh, at Burning Man that pass away. Um, like uh, they had. They, they, they're quite careful with the fire because they've had a couple of incidents where people were, you know, so high on whatever and they ran into yeah, the fire. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing about that. Some guy just ran into the fire. Yeah, so they're, they're quite significant safety uh, aspects. Well, and and yeah. the guys doing the burn, they take it very seriously. So. I, I would hope so. Well, and for, for us, there was a fire ban up until about a week before sure. the event. So, uh, <laughs> in fact, it was still unclear if they would get a permit yeah. to, to do the burns. Yeah. The burns are huge. Burning Man, brought to you by Ocean's Gate. Ah, safety schmafety. What the hell? Well, exactly. <laughs> and that thing looks like it might topple over and on, on top of people. Ah, if you don't want to, if you want to be safe, don't get out of bed. <laughs> and I can, uh, I can. I'll post a couple of the photos that you can sort of see the... Oh, yeah. You can see the... So you have to be very careful photos because consent is a very big part of of, um, of 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 these events. Well, with all those naked people running around. Well, sure. just... And, and, hey, well, is not, that guy wearing Google it's, glasses? It's not even just... Uh, no. It's not even just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or is that the ready player? So this is the Burning Man effigy. Yes. And um, so I'll include a link to those photos. And uh, and then this one is the temple. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, that and is, that's your dog. That's my dog. Sleeping on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Exactly. So uh, you can sort of get a sense of. Yeah. And there was lots of fireworks. But you can sort of get a sense. There's lots of people around. Right. There. That's a very cool photo. Yeah. Yeah. So about a thousand people, you said. Yeah, and they're all dressed up. You can sort of see that they're yeah, all. Yeah, there's a guy in a bunny suit. Yeah. Okay. Lots of furries and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, uh, for us, I mean, our camp, uh, our truck camper is pretty ideal for boondocking. We have enough solar to power and keep everything running. Right. You have the propane. What did run. you say you were part of the bougie class? Yeah, so there, so this radical inclusion, there is, so if you're a white male, a white cis male, um, in in his fifties or whatever, yeah, you're not the demographic this is really geared to, right. even though there were a fair number of them there, yeah, 
Um, you're a bit of a looky-loo, perhaps. Well, you're just, uh, this is like everybody else. It's kind of like, you know, uh, being a cis white male in our society, I'm, I, I recognize I come from a bit of a point of privilege, right? Mm, like everything yeah. is geared around me yep. and uh, not me personally, but people <laughs> like me. Right. And, um, uh, but that means that I've, I've also gotten some benefit out of it. This is all the, everybody else that has been marginalized in some way, form, uh, throughout everything right and um and now they're the majority and you're by far the minority so i mean it's turnarounds fair play i guess but um, yeah. but this radical inclusion is to include all of those freaks and geeks and whatever you want to call them and uh and um they don't really care about me but but most of the people don't have a ton of money there there's a lot of effort to try and put together their camps there are people who showed up with cars stuffed to the guild with all kinds of random shit interesting and it would they would explode out of their cars and somehow a tent would pop up and there wow. was just stuff everywhere and uh so that's their version of camping whereas sure. mine is pull up park <laughs> just, so did you have the them, fridge did on you give and... them tours of your unit no this is how wealthy white people <laughs> see exactly so why uh, is it so cool in here ah that's called, called an air, air conditioner, conditioner. <laughs> and this truck costs more than your house <laughs> i don't have a house case in point <laughs> yes yes so i don't uh, think you're catching the spirit of the event man <laughs> well radical self uh self-reliance and yeah. uh well it's funny because i was having some problems with word association is this the show and shine i brought my 56 chevy yeah there's, there's like uh so one of the principles is, is radical self-reliance but i kept missing missing the word and i kept thinking of it as competitive self-reliance oh, yeah. which is yeah. a totally different yeah. thing that is not freezer <laughs> interesting well sounds like quite an experience it's quite an I'm experience not, i'm not sure that i'm you said you thought I would enjoy it. I'm I not think sure that I, I'm drawn to it. I think you would enjoy it. Yeah. I think it. Uh, I think there's an aspect of it that would totally appeal to. Oh no to doubt. You. Um, I think the um, the the social aspect of basically wandering from camp to camp, meeting all kinds of people. Everybody's quite friendly. Yeah, um, that and would be awesome. And there's all these. And very unusual approaches to everything. Yeah. So, and I, I could yeah, see you. I like people who are just doing their own thing. Yeah. Right? I, I, so this is the part yeah. that I think. Sometimes you go to these RV camps and there's some people who are. Crotchety. Uh, inconsiderate. Yeah. I think is kind of the, and, and I, I do not care for that. Right. Yeah. Like, this was definitely. Like 11 o'clock at night, got the music going and you're like, Hey, what the hell's wrong with you, right? But I have a sense that this was more radical self-reliance, but sort of a, we're all freaks here, so we all accommodate yeah, there, and a certain friendliness, and that would be pretty cool. Yeah, there was definitely that, where there was no uh, uptight people. Yeah, there you go. So there was uh, definitely, everybody was sharing. I, I You know, we're trying, I, I'm sitting there, um, I have a shade structure that was up, and... I was a little worried because there was a storm rolling in and right. the winds were pretty big. I'm going like, oh, I got to get this down or this is going to go flying and I don't want it hitting somebody else or whatever. Right? Sure. So I start taking it down. I'm struggling a little bit. And within like, you know, a minute, all of a sudden I had six people helping me take it down and I didn't ask. Yeah. They just all of a sudden they're there. See, and that's awesome. this is kind of that whole um, unusual sense of community that, mm. that was really appealing and the whole lack of uptightness, right? You didn't have people saying, this is my square land. Like, like it was not, it was not like that. And it was like, everybody was saying, Hey neighbor, how are you? It was, it was really quite pleasant. Now I also discovered during this whole thing that much like, uh, right wing nuts that are in power in the U.S. are like crazy QAnon conspiracy thing. Hippies are equally uh, 
Like, <laughs> I was going to say, it's not, left it's not just in the U.S. It's at the Leduc uh, town council. Well, meeting. and it's not le- left and right. It's uh, it's a circle, right? Because right. I think <laughs> you, go. you got the crazies, whether they come from the right or the left. I yeah. mean, I had people telling me about conspiracy stuff about how aliens had arrived in Peru from, and they have their elongated skulls with crazy teeth. Oh, I've and, seen those skulls. Yeah. It does beg the question the hell was going on yeah but but the, i'm not saying it's aliens yeah well but it's aliens. The, <laughs> it was uh it was uh it was interesting to hear some opinions about things that were just like you know you can believe something that's incredibly complicated convoluted for which you have no proof or you can believe the simple thing which is like whatever yeah and and uh there there was a definite tendency to go for the kind of complicated sure more entertaining more entertaining yeah (laughs) cool well any media consumption because obviously you were kind of immersed in the alternative lifestyle of freezer burn well i i uh i had I wasn't sure what was going to happen in terms of that, um, but I didn't consume any media, even though um, we definitely had internet access. Right. Um, it wasn't great internet access, but it was there. But uh, there was no time. Too much stuff going on. There's, there was so much stuff to see, and it was, you know, tiring. And uh, yeah. Um, I did a ranger shift for six hours. So basically, that was walking for six hours, just. Um, um, I, I would do that again. I would probably volunteer maybe a couple more times. I enjoyed the ranger thing because you're basically walking and talking and sort of seeing what's going on with people. And um, yeah, just checking in on them. You're supposed to be friendly. Try and uh, yeah. And plus I look like a cop. So there you go. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was, it was, it was awesome. Um, yeah. So I would, I would go again. Um, nice. I would, uh, I would probably prepare a little bit different. We had plans to bake cookies. Oh yeah. Um, we had all these cookies ready to go to give away, uh, but it got too hot, so we're going. Oh, we're not cooking anything. There you it? go. So, so uh, media. I uh, I'm reading a book called How to Talk to a Science Denier. Speaking of people with esoteric beliefs, which is a fascinating book by a social psychologist and a philosopher. And of course, I haven't watched any marvel i'm sort of holding off i haven't watched secret wars yet secret invasion secret invasion i haven't started yet but i, I watched i watched that so but we did watch episode two of strange new worlds i have not watched i that. it blew me away okay i'm looking forward it's, to that well the way somebody put it i totally agreed you could take this script without changing a thing and you could go back to 1967 or 68 and, and slip it into TOS, the original series and have that cast do it. Yeah. And it would be seamlessly, it would belong exactly. And it would be amongst one of the best, you know, it'd be one of those standout episodes of the original series. So they have just, they totally, in my opinion, and a lot of people seem to feel the same way. Like they just captured the whole essence. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's addressing some current, current issues but again there was an awareness of those issues in in sort of general terms you know at the height of the 60s so it it's really good i really enjoyed it. and that you know the the performances are awesome and yeah Excellent. it's good can't wait for this week uh, time travel lahan and and jim kirk uh filmed in toronto so that should be interesting oh interesting yeah. I uh, I have to say that uh, so I did watch the first episode of Secret Invasion. Um, I don't know where it's going. I Good. No idea where it's going. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's definitely a setup episode. It's well, I think the whole series is setting up for I don't know some Phase Six stuff or whatever. So like it's uh, yeah. It, it, yeah I don't know where it's going. So yeah. did, did we talked about the Flash, right? Yeah, you would watched the, yeah, watch yeah, the Flash. So we don't need to kick that dead horse anymore. Uh, 81% drop in revenues between week one and week two. Oh, wow. Brutal. Wow. Just brutal. 
And of course, uh, the Indiana Jones atrocity drops Friday. Is it an atrocity? Apparently it is horrible. Really? Yes. Yes. I don't feel like Fleabag, but... I I actually like her. She's quite an interesting character. They say she's the most annoying character ever. (laughs) Ha! She knows everything is. She knows she has all the answers. She's got all the moral judgment. And again, there's a lot of people like that. People complain. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to see movies about them. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Right. Exactly. And I think the big concern is again taking a a, a character and like sort of like they did with Luke Skywalker. And it's like, well, let's take this character that people love and take him down a couple pegs right and from what i understand indy here is he's old he's bitter he's jaded and you have to wonder harrison ford is like here's 20 million bucks hey, he must have gone tell hey, me tell me why going. people think that the star wars last episode uh, the of the was it seven seven movies nine nine the yeah. last one that where where mark hamill came back for part of it. Um, well, he, you know, he died in, so he came back for the first one. Right. And they had him as this bitter old guy. Right. Right. Who had failed to recreate the Jedi order, which yeah. of course at the end of uh, revenge of a uh, uh, return of the Jedi, you know, he's going off to basically. And so he kills his nephew or tries to, and sorry, I, I interrupted your question. Well, so my question is, um, the last one, the one where there's the rise a, of Skywalker, the rise of Skywalker. Right. Um, why, uh, why is there, why does, are so many people hating the way it ended and where it ended up? Do you have any sense of that? Yeah. I I only saw it the one time. I thought I it, saw it one. I, I thought, thought it was, it was okay. good. I thought it was I, fun. I think the, I think the, the issue people have is. And unfortunately, a lot of it is men saying, well, why why do we need a female character to somehow be now this kind of savior? And I, the sense I have for a lot of people, some people are just misogynistic. I, I think a, a lot of other folks, their, their, their challenge is always, does it feel like an earned uh, outcome, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it goes back to the, the hero's journey, like that. that right well established and it's just part of our mythology where there's a whole thing and in some of these movies i think there's a sense of that the characters are just sort of put in as this kind of know all be all hero without that sense of having gone through it right um you take that and then you combine it with again this unfortunate tendency to take it seems a well-established love character and kind of present them in a less than less than ideal. Yeah. Less, less than flattering way. Right. Uh, so sort of disrespecting the character. And I guess the big question is why, why is there a feeling that that's necessary? Right. Like they could have done an entirely new character, male, female, or otherwise, built up that character from, you know, and then say, oh, okay, hey, that that's, you know, I get behind that. That's great. Um, but there seems to be this tendency to like, no, no, we're going to just, same thing with, with Star Trek Discovery, the first part with uh, Burnham, right? Yeah, yeah. Just Michael like, Burnham. and it's kind of like, I remember so many people complaining because they, they even just set the tone right from the first episode. Oh, she's the, she's the best Starfleet Academy has to offer. And she's, and people go like, why? Like, like, where does this come from? Right. This is, well, people don't like that. It's like showing up at a party and you're like, I'm the smartest person in the room, you know? And everybody else is like, you haven't really proven that. Like, well, so then there's that element. The interesting that. thing about Michael Burnham as a character is when she starts, she's this an androgynous kind of, she's got a male name. She's clearly yeah. female. So there's some gender fluidity and uh but by like the third season she's like wearing 
she's very female she's very female there's right there's no male that's true i hadn't thought of that she is kind of uh this michael burnham is really michelle yes right like it's not uh it's not she's no longer got any of that androgyny at all she is totally embraced being right. quite a pretty and, woman and you know, she's I, a very and I, pretty woman. and i came to like the character a lot more i think they they because they totally changed the whole direction of the writing because people were so like, what is this crap? Um, they kind of rehabilitated it by yeah. taking the character through hey, the hero's journey. that journey and saying, yeah. okay, well now we get to find out, you know, when she fails and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well now cool. Right. Yeah. So I think there's part of it. And then they made Ray, you know, the emperor comes Going back. back to yeah. Uh, Star, Star Wars. Wars. The emperor comes back somehow they don't really explain why and, and he's a clone and and then they're like okay she's actually like his daughter stepdaughter granddaughter i don't know and again i think part of the problem was where was the narrative leading up to that right sure. and i think fans good bad or otherwise i think fans dislike i mean this is part of the problem with the dcu that a lot of people have been saying um there's just too many of these okay, we're going this way with the Snyder universe in the early part, and it's really dark and serious. And then Josh Whedon comes along to do the first, like the theatrical cut of Justice League. And the studio is like, oh my God, the Avengers, you know, it's making all this money and and they tell jokes and it's funny. So we so got to read. tell jokes. Come on, Josh, yeah, do the Avengers thing, right? And people just go like, well, the tone of this is totally, totally shifted, right? Yeah, people yeah. are not stupid. Yeah. Uh, they like to feel like respected, right? Yeah, I think that could be the same thing in a in a book. If you started writing the first couple chapters, and all of a sudden somebody else comes in and writes the back end of the book and totally disregards what's been established, most people would go, "That was a shitty book," because you know, like it just didn't it didn't track. Well, and I I would have to say that with the um, with the the advantage for the Marvel over the DCU is that the story is king for uh, the Marvel stuff. Absolutely. So, and they've also created this universe where there's multiple stories and they emphasize every single show. Um, if there's something about that character that gets in the way of the story, they ditch the thing that gets in the way of the story right. and they focus on the story. And if there's yep. comedy along the way, great. If there's not, that's okay too. Um, so there's more serious ones and there's more humorous ones, but in, in the end, it's always about the story exactly. and the likability of the characters, right. how they're presented. But, uh, with DCU, it's, uh, it's either too dark or too serious or too, it's too much in one direction. And sometimes it's uh, style over substance. And, well, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I haven't seen black Adam, I, understand. I have people said it wasn't bad, but he's pretty, okay. he's pretty dark, right? He's dark. He's a superhero who kills people. Well, you never really, <laughs> the, the thing with black Adam that, uh, so interesting character, but, um, you never really get to meet him. Right. Right. He does stuff. He beats people up. Sure. He's kind of mean. And then that's it. But uh, then yeah. the, the, the disconnect comes, then Shazam comes in. And it's supposed to, it's clearly the same universe. And the guy's doing like the butt floss dance. And so this is the, okay, but Shazam was fun. Yeah. Shazam. But, but this is the thing is it, there's not enough continuity of, or, or between, between movies. For yeah. Sure. Like the humor is like Ant-Man is goofy, right? Cause Paul yeah. Rudd is goofy, is goofy. Right. But, and the last Ant-Man wasn't great. It's clearly a movie that's trying to, to create, a stepping stone for Kang and all that. And I know, thought it was, okay. uh, it, was it was okay, but it wasn't, it wasn't as good as some of the other uh, MCU. And I think part of the problem with the MCU was, and a lot of people have talked about this. If you go back to before Endgame and, and um, infinity war, some of the movies weren't all that great either, but people's expectations were different, right? It's building up to, so then you see this amazing end game and people are like, Oh my God, you know, blew them away. And then they go see the next one and they're like, well, this isn't as good as end game. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of by design. Well, it's kind of like we're building up to the next. I think it's like uh, watching a baseball team over 160 
games yeah. as well, right? There's games that are good and there's right. and exciting, and then there's games that are like, eh, you know. And if you know what's going on, like sometimes a team will will if the game doesn't really mean much, you know, from a um, a points perspective, they might put in their second string. Yeah, yeah. you know, they're using strict. They're doing some building. And if you just looked at the game, so we didn't play very well. Said, yeah, no, but they were, you know, they were trying this guy in this position. They're saving their reliever here. Exactly. They're testing this guy out here. Yeah, exactly. But unfortunately, the average person, <laughs> we could go on for hours about this, is not, it's like we've become dumber yeah. in a lot of ways. So people just expect, well, it wasn't as big as the other one. Like, yeah, well, it's not intended to be, right? Well, we're uh, we just passed the one hour. Mark, oh my god! So we're forty seconds in. I gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> so, uh, well, welcome back from freezer burn. Yeah. Any more adventures for the summer that we're? Uh, well, I'm doing it. Or we're just camping uh, on the weekend just for a day. Oh, yeah. With uh, we're celebrating a friend's birthday. Nice. And um, then we're doing ice line later in the season. Yeah, and uh, there's lots of stuff. I got lots of stuff uh, scheduled for August, but mm. July is a little less less a little quieter yeah good good i good, think good. i have a, a pet photo shoot and mm. uh, maybe doing a wedding so there you go well happy canada day in advance because when we canada day will occur between now and our next episode so enjoy it excellent okay yeah. All i'll right. talk to you bye. later okay bye